Hello and welcome to the Harvard EdCast, a series of conversations with thought leaders in the field of education from across the country and around the world. I'm your host, Matt Weber, and today we're talking about how do we give back? Talking service, especially service in the ed sector. It's actually part of a mini-series where we're focusing on ways to help improve education through good citizenship and out-of-class activity. Our guest is very appropriate for this topic. His name's Eric Schwartz, and he's co-founder and CEO of Citizen Schools. And he helps lead the national dialogue on extended learning time. This past week, we caught up with Eric over the phone from his headquarters in Boston. Why don't you tell us a little bit about, we're, we're big fans of storytelling here at the Harvard Ed School. Why don't you tell us and begin with the story of, uh, of how Citizen Schools began? Uh, great. Well, thanks a lot for uh, making the time to talk with uh, talk with us. And Citizen Schools began really back in the fall of 1994, uh, out of my own frustration that the country was trying so hard to change schools and improve schools, but we weren't having a lot of impact, and we were spending a lot more money, but not getting a lot of gains. Really, because we were doing everything within this one fixed box, fixed paradigm, where kids are in school six hours a day, 180 days a year, one teacher talking to about 25 kids. And that's kind of the way it worked in 1850 and 1950, uh, and everything else in the world has changed, and, and yet schools haven't changed that much, and that's becoming a real problem. So I had this idea that there might be millions of people like me at that time who would didn't want to become full-time teachers but might really be um, powerful mentors uh, and connectors for kids. And I had been a journalist. I worked uh, both in Oakland and in Boston as a newspaper reporter. So I contacted a friend of mine who was a, a principal in Boston and said, could I come in and work with some of your kids and kind of test out this idea of, of being a citizen teacher and working with kids to, to do something that a professional does. And, she said, oh, that'd be great. Um, you know, I've got just a teacher who'd love to work with you. And um, she signed me up to work with 10 kids uh, in Margie Takasek's fifth grade classroom, uh, room 202 at the Dever School uh, in Dorchester. And so that fall of 1994, I had a chance to come in, and every kid had a chance to write two or three different articles. Uh, we had comics and editorials. Uh, we sold $400 worth of um, advertisements so that we could pay to print our newspaper. And I remember, almost like it was yesterday, the last week, I rented a van, and all these kids, 10-year-old kids, uh, some of them 11 years old, piled in the van. We drove to Chelsea uh, over the other side of the Mystic River, and the kids got to see their newspaper kind of fly off this old web-based printing press uh, and get folded up into bunches of 500 plastic twine wrapped around the newspapers. And they were just so excited. They were on cloud nine. And as they came back to the Dever School and they started passing out their bundles of newspapers to classmates and teachers, I could see them walking taller. Uh, I have a feeling that they really did become better writers, not just for this project, uh, but in, uh, in school as well. Uh, and they had a sense of being successful. They had successfully produced something. Uh, and for me, it was just an incredible experience. And so from that experience, I wrote a concept paper and started organizing a full-fledged pilot program, and, and Citizen Schools was born. I think there's something very appropriate about Citizen Schools being named Citizen Schools. It seems like the citizen teachers will come in and learn to be uh, better citizens and teach to be better citizens as well. That's right. Um, you know, I think it's a way for... Uh, adults, whether they be engineers or uh, journalists or filmmakers or lawyers or architects, 
they can come in and be active citizens. They don't have to be just on the sidelines, you know, uh, blaming schools or cheering on schools. They can get directly involved just for an hour or two a week uh, and help kids do what they do. Um, and that is an act of good citizenship. It's the way that America's always been changed. Uh, it's the, uh, the birth of our country was led by, you know, citizen farmers who put down their pitchforks and picked up muskets and helped create an independent nation. And at every key juncture in American history, it's been direct citizen involvement uh, that has moved America forward. Uh, as we think about education reform, too often we expect the experts to do it, or we think some you know, simple solution of more charter schools or merit pay or something else is going to be the whole solution. And you know, those things may be good ideas, but really the only thing that's going to erase the achievement gap in America and allow every uh, child to learn at high levels is going to be millions of caring adults uh, coming into schools, um, working directly with kids, and giving kids two things. Uh, every kid needs, I think, two things that citizen schools provide. Uh, one is more chances to be successful with successful adults, more chances to work with engineers to design a video game, work with journalists to publish a newspaper, work with lawyers to argue a mock trial. And then second, Kids need more time to practice their academics. Um, you know, Malcolm Gladwell and others have talked about the need for 10,000 hours of practice. Uh, whether you, whether you, Bill Gates becoming, you know, a software engineer or the Beatles becoming the world's most famous rock band, it's 10,000 hours of practice to get you there. Uh, and kids in low-income communities across the country aren't getting the time they need to master the basic academics or the time they need to explore cool new things. Uh, you know, blowing up rockets, designing video games, arguing mock trials, and the other things that our kids in citizen schools uh, get to do. Eric, you've become sort of a, a bit of a thought leader in terms of the extended learning time model. Can you explain a little bit what citizen schools' role is in extending the learning time and then what you're actually doing with the students? Yeah, so we partner with schools and school districts to dramatically expand the learning day. Uh, so instead, instead of kids getting out of school at 1.30 or 2.30 in the afternoon, um, if, if the school becomes a citizen school, uh, it will stay open until, you know, 5 or 6 in the, uh, in the evening, uh, and kids will get more time for learning, and that extra time will be delivered by a whole second shift of educators that citizen schools trains and mobilizes. Um, and, you know, the main thing, we, we, we principally do two different things. Uh, one is we give kids time to do their homework and we give them academic coaching, and that's led by uh, incredibly talented, uh, dedicated young AmeriCorps teaching fellows. Uh, right out of college, they make a two-year commitment, and these teaching fellows have an incredible experience as they work with middle school kids to help them master their academics, um, but they also play a bridging role between the teachers in the regular day, parents who they talk to uh, every week uh, at night, uh, and then the volunteer citizen teachers that we recruit from the community and bring into the school. And, uh, so part of what we give is just that academic support, that academic coaching, uh, field trips to college campuses, and a sense, a sense of a pathway forward um, and mentoring. But the second thing that kids get to do uh, in citizen schools is they take two apprenticeships uh, in the fall semester and two more in the spring semester. And each of those apprenticeships are led by what we call a citizen teacher who is a professional uh, uh, from a trade or pr profession. So as an example, that could be an engineer from Google who works with kids to actually design video games uh, using algebraic concepts 
instead of just playing video games. Or it could be a lawyer working with kids to argue a mock trial, uh, or an architect working with kids to redesign the school's backyard. And those experiences really connect school and academics to the real world. Uh, you know, a lot of kids, um, I remember kids I worked with in that first journalism class, they, you know, the teacher might say to them, hey, you need to, you know, have um, uh, a topic sentence and three examples to back it up. But that sometimes went in one ear and out the other ear. Uh, and when they heard it from a journalist or when they hear it from a lawyer around, you know, using that approach to writing for, for their um, opening statement in, in their mock trial, it sinks in in a much deeper way and they see the importance of school and they start linking school to, to college and to careers and to a positive future. It, it seems to me like this is definitely a model that works. Just looking at your website, it says that students are more 20% more likely to graduate from high school and 80% more likely to go to college. Did you ever imagine that your, your idea would turn into such a big idea and impact so many students and children across the country? Well, you know, the goal from the beginning was really to try to reimagine uh, the, the, the who and the where uh, and the how and the when of education and get us outside of the, the sort of narrow box that says all education happens in school and it only happens for six hours a day because it's not working. Um, and we need to find a way to really reimagine education, change the paradigm, and get a lot more people involved. And, uh, and for upper-income kids, they get uh, an amazing set of educational experiences outside of school. They get tutoring, they get sports, they get arts and, and, and music opportunities. Uh, they get you know, parents around or, or paid tutors to help them with their homework. They have great summer camps they get to go to. And those out-of-school experiences really drive the achievement gap uh, in our country much more than in-school experiences. Uh, what Citizen Schools does is it, it levels the playing field uh, and it gives kids in more low-income communities a chance to uh, experience the um, you know, wonderful learning opportunities that upper-income kids take for granted. And you know, it was our vision from the beginning to really develop an idea starting uh, here in Boston that could um, influence the country and that would um, really change the paradigm for education. Uh, we've, from the beginning, cared a lot about evaluation and cared a lot about, you know, showing that this is not just a cool idea but that it works uh, and always finding a way to make it better. Uh, and we are proud that uh, children who participate in citizen schools, we know through very rigorous um, longitudinal evaluations uh, done by two different external firms, they're 20 percent more likely, uh, as you said, to graduate from high school. They're dramatically more likely to move on to, to college. Uh, we're, we've been able to erase the achievement gap uh, in terms of passing standardized tests uh, in high school. Um, uh, we Kids show up at school more. They're less likely to be suspended and to get into trouble. Uh, and our, 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 more, our most recent work is around an expanded learning time model where we work with a school to have every kid in the school participate and, and the whole school, you know, changes its schedule. And we're seeing a number of schools um, really turn around uh, through that uh, Citizen Schools Expanded Learning Time model uh, and move. And in, in, in the case of the Edwards School in Boston, uh, the school was the lowest performing school in Boston, is now the highest performing school. Uh, and and ELT, or Expanded Learning Time, uh, and Citizen Schools was, was a key driver in that. I'm curious about just expanded learning time. When that concept and that idea initially is introduced to a school, are the students 
excited about that or do they do they think oh no it's more time in school but then do they eventually see that it, it actually is beneficial to them it's a great question and uh, there, there is sometimes a reaction from students uh, around not liking the idea of more time in school but as soon as we get a chance to talk with them and share that it's, it's not going to be just more time sitting at a desk uh, sitting in a chair and, and kind of doing worksheets this is going to be an opportunity to make movies, uh, to design video games, to go out on field trips to college campuses, uh, to do really cool things. Uh, we've got a, a rocket scientist who works with our kids, and the kids get to you know, blow up rockets and uh, launch rockets from the backyard of the school. And then at the final project, they do a, a Skype hookup with real astronauts from NASA and the kids get to do a simulated uh, landing on the moon of, of a rocket ship. And the math they learned in that, but also the excitement they have is just tremendous. So as kids learn that they're going to get you know, help with their homework and help doing well in school, uh, but also these great experiences through the, through the citizen teachers, they actually get pretty turned on and pretty excited. Uh, their parents love it because instead of the kid coming home to an empty house in the afternoon, the kid's really positively engaged and, and learning a lot. Uh, and the schools see it as a, you know, a godsend because the schools are, are often um, blamed for, for the kids not learning enough. And um, they're really, I think, increasingly looking for partners who have a track record of effectiveness and evidence of impact and can really help them succeed uh, with, you know, some very low-income uh, kids from very low-income families. Well, I must say, I, I kind of, after hearing about that NASA astronaut rocket example, I kind of wish I was at your school. <laughs> I know. I, I often wish I could take our courses uh, myself, not just uh, not just sit in the CEO's chair, but actually get to be a kid in citizen schools. Now, I'm curious, Eric, where, where is citizen school, I mean, in terms of expanding outside of, I mean, it's, it's in many different cities, but what, what is your idea for an ultimate vision for city schools? Obviously, founded in Boston and expanding across the country. What, what do you hope it looks like or in five or ten years? Yeah, no, great question. I mean, so, so Citizen Schools has grown from, from just Boston to now being in 16 communities across the country. Uh, our, our goal in the next couple of years is to really go deeper in those communities plus add a, a small number of additional communities. Uh, right now in Boston, we're proud that 20% uh, of all the children in Boston, um, as they come into their middle school years, uh, participate in Citizen Schools. Um, and participating is, is life-changing because it's, you know, an extra 500 hours of learning per year, and uh, it makes a huge difference for kids. So that ability to kind of get, you know, from 20% to I'd like to get to a majority of all the kids in Boston. So we can really change what it means to grow up uh, in this great American city. And then I'd like to do the same thing in, in other cities. We're, we're growing to Chicago, and we're in Houston, and New York, and Newark, and Oakland, and on an Indian reservation in New Mexico. I'd like to see us really get to critical mass in those communities um, and prove beyond a shadow of a doubt uh, to the country, to the president, to the uh, philanthropic world, uh, and to school districts, most importantly, that you know, if they want to be successful with all their kids, uh, they need to give those kids more learning time, but it can't be more of the same. It has to be more interesting, more relevant, uh, and more sort of talented adults brought into the kids' lives. Um, you know, and ultimately I see citizen schools inspiring uh, lots of spin-offs so that the broader idea of more learning time with more talented adults 
can be delivered through all kinds of organizations, and it doesn't have to be just citizen schools, but we can inspire a movement to expand the learning day and to get citizens involved in schools in really powerful ways. I think what you're doing is fantastic because you're expanding not just the learning day, but the idea of what is learning. A student maybe thinks learning is just sitting in class, sitting at a desk, taking notes, doing quizzes, but all the informal learning that's happening after schools is truly fantastic and great. Now, Eric, you're an interesting case because you are also a proud son of the Harvard Graduate School of Education. How has that experience getting your master's degree informed any of your work at Citizen Schools? Well, I had a great uh, two years uh, at the Harvard uh, School of Education, Graduate School of Education. Uh, I, I went actually part-time as I was starting Citizen Schools, and so it was a great incubator uh, for this idea. And uh, my time with uh, Howard Gardner and David Perkins and um, Charles Willey and uh, Kamer Seth and all sorts of other great professors there really um, influenced uh, um, Citizen Schools uh, in very powerful ways. Um, I also met some great uh, students. Uh, my co-founder at Citizen Schools, Ned Reimer, also participated in the, in the Graduate School of Education. And I get a chance to go back now frequently. I was a couple of weeks ago talking to Bob Schwartz's uh, uh, school reform class and really enjoy every chance I get to, to come back to the School of Education. Um, I'm also really excited by one particular project in the School of Education is really thinking about how to kind of connect uh, the world of academia with the world of practice more. And that's really a big part of what Citizen Schools is about. You know, learning does not just happen uh, in a chair, uh, in a classroom. Uh, learning happens best through experiences and through relationships. And I think um, I learned some of that at the School of Education and it's what we've tried to do uh, at Citizen Schools is give kids more experiences and more relationships uh, and kind of a clear vision of, of a very uh, powerful future. Um, and the mentoring needed to, to get them there. Uh, and, and those things, along with high standards, are we're gonna, what, what will help every kid succeed. Eric, last question. If anyone here at Harvard at the Ed School or any of our listeners are interested in uh, getting involved in any way at Citizen Schools, what should they do? Where should they go? Who should they talk to? Well, we would love to have people come visit our website, uh, www.citizenschools.org. Um, and there's a few ways to get involved. If you're uh, coming out of college or, or in, in college or graduate school, uh, you may want to come and apply as a teaching fellow or come join us as a uh, AmeriCorps teaching fellow. It is a great experience uh, in service and education where young people get a chance to change the country and change individual kids' lives, uh, um, which, is, which is, I think, a very powerful combination. Um, we also are always looking for more volunteer citizen teachers. So whether you're retired or in graduate school or in the middle of your career, um, if you can spare a couple hours a week uh, for 10 straight weeks, um, we'd love you to come and teach your passion. Um, and we, we've got a, a number of great curricula, pieces of curricula that have been developed over the years. Uh, we have a great system for working with volunteers, working with companies that want to get many of their people uh, working, volunteering at citizen schools. So we'd love to have you involved that way. We'd also love just to have you, you know, be an advocate for citizen schools, be a donor to citizen schools, contact Congress uh, on behalf of some of the policy work that we're doing, um, and just be part of a movement to change education through more learning time, uh, more relevance, uh, more kind of fun, cool projects for kids to be involved with. Eric Schwartz, an educational entrepreneur, an educational reformer, an HCSC grad, in my opinion, an excellent citizen. 
thank you for appearing on the show today, and uh, thank you for all the work you do at Citizen School. Thank you very much for having us. I really appreciate it. This has been the Harvard EdCast, a production of the Harvard Graduate School of Education. I'm your host, Matt Weber. Thank you kindly for listening. The Harvard Graduate School of Education, working at the nexus of practice, policy, and research.